This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Corey is back with an another amazing, impactful word. Get ready to tune in. Here we go. Good morning, HG. Join me in a word of prayer before we dive into the word. Father, I thank you, Lord, for keeping us one more week with everything that's going on in our world and how things are, are, are almost going from bad to worse. Father, we, we, we pray and we thank you for keeping us, God, that, that we made it yet another week to be able to gather virtually, God, uh, as we dive into your word, Father. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to speak to our hearts. I pray, God, that you will send a right now word, uh, a word uh, that's tailored for each and every person, each and every life, each and every person that's watching online. Father, I pray, Lord, that we will leave this experience better. We will leave our time together stronger and better because we've been not only in your principles, but we've been in your presence. Father, we thank you and we pray for success and victory on today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on and put those blessed hands together right wherever you're at. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord, that even though we're not able to come to the physical church, you are the church. So wherever you are, we can always give God praise and thanks. Amen. Family, this morning, we're going to dive right here into the word. If you will turn your Bibles, and if you don't have your Bibles, you can go to Mark chapter 5, verse 21. We're going to skip around on, on a few scriptures. It's going to, uh, we're going to read from verse 21 to 24, and then we're going to skip to 35 through, through 40, okay? So Mark chapter 5, verse 21, and it reads, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat, to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus, by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Remember that. And begged him earnestly, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him in a great multitude, followed him and thronged him. And while let's skip to 35. While he was speaking, some came from uh, from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why, why trouble the teacher any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Verse 37 says, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a, a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. 
When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleepy. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. It is my assignment this morning to preach and to teach from a subject titled, Don't Lose Your Mind. Why don't you go ahead and, and lay your hands on your head and say, don't lose your mind. Family, over the, the past week, we have witnessed our, our country experience an unrest that we've never seen before, almost unprecedented times. Never in America's history have we had all 50 states join in solidarity of protests. That the tragic and, and brutal death of George Floyd has, has pushed our nation to a tipping point and a desire for change. And understand this, that what we're seeing is, is not an isolated event. It is a accumulation of those that we've seen lose their lives unjustly. That Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Alton Sterling, Philando Castillo, Boltnam John, and Sean Reed, Tatiana Jefferson, Ahmaud Aubrey, Brianna Taylor, and recently George Floyd. That and those were just all the names that we mentioned right now. There were so much more, and the list can go on and on. And what we've seen in recent news has been enough to make ones lose their mind that not only have we seen the lives of these hashtags gone before us and their life being unjustly took before them, but even in response to the protests and the riots, we've seen police brutality seemingly be e increased, even with the cameras rolling. That it's, it's almost put us in an emotional place and wonder, will things ever change? And it could push one to even lose their, their mind. I don't think we've even considered the trauma that we experienced from seeing these images in the videos of losing life after life after life after life. And you cannot go through that much trauma and not begin to lose your mind. And I, I begin to have a conversation with God that if we're going to be Christ's followers, that if we're going to keep Christ at the center of culture, that if I'm going to continue to be a Christian, how can I continue to be a Christian, see what I see and not lose my mind? <laughs> I think that's a, a, a critical question, and I think that's relevant to what you and I are experiencing in today's time. And Jesus reminded me of this text that we read today. He reminded me of this narrative today of this, this father who was on the brink of losing his mind because a piece of him was dying. This is a representative of a piece of our mind that can be lost 
away from the images and the things that we have experienced personally. And the thing, if we're going to not lose our mind, if we're, if we're going to keep our, our, be sane in the membrane, if we're going to keep peace in our mind, I see some things in today's text that are aid you and I from not going off into the deep end. The first thing I see if we're not going to lose our mind in response to everything that we've seen, we, we have to see Jesus. Come on and type that in the t- chat. We have to see Jesus. Come on, say it one more time. We have to see Jesus. Verse, t- verse 22 says, And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jairus by name and when he saw him <laughs> let me let me help you understand Jairus Jairus is a man of position he he's a man of promise he's a man of power he's a man of prestige he he's a leader of the church in charge of conducting worship for the services. He, he's a respected man in the community, but yet he's encountering a situation that his power, his position, his promise and prestige cannot fix. And I, I come to ask you a simple question. Have you ever been in a situation where it seemed like what you had couldn't fix the problem you were experiencing? I'm talking about like an issue that we're experiencing right now where it seems no matter the position, where it seems no matter the power, it's still not enough for your life to be valued in the hands that are supposed to protect it. I'm talking about an issue where you're too sick for the doctor, where a bill that has exceeded the amount of money in your account. You have too much stress and not enough peace. You're you're married but not happily married. Come on and talk to me, somebody. You're, You're single but struggling with loneliness. Have you ever dealt with something that was driving you crazy, making you tired, pushing you to the brink of throwing up your hands and and throwing in the towel? And this is where exactly Jairus is that Jairus' daughter was dying and he ran out of options. He, he ran be out of beyond his resources. He ran out of solutions of, of, for answers. Uh, but, but the writer says he sees Jesus amidst the multitude. He sees Jesus amidst the multitude. Which brings me to the point that in order for us not to lose our minds, sometimes you have to see Christ amid the chaos. Preach, Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. That there is a miracle in this verse. The scene is chaotic, but a bunch of people are pushing and and pressing for Jesus. But amid the chaos, Jesus was there. And I come to let somebody know that whatever the storm, whatever the situation, don't allow the issue to blind you from the fact that Jesus is in it. Ah, God. And as long as he's 
in it, you can survive it. Come on, type that in the chat. Chat, as long as he's in it, you can survive it. I come to let you know that even in a time like this, that Jesus is in it. That even in our culture like this, Jesus is in it. That even with police brutality and everything going on in our government, that Jesus is in it. Why do I know that he's in it? Because he has promised me that he will be with me always to the end of days. Somebody say he's in it. That, that victory sometimes is not solved. Uh, um, the victory is not for you to oftentimes solve the problem, but not lose your focus amidst the problem. See, this is what Peter did in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. This is the narrative where Peter is walking on the water. And the wind and waves begin to blow. And as the winds and waves begin to blow, he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he puts it on the winds and the waves. And the minute he takes his focus off of Jesus is the minute that he begins to sink. See, the problem with Peter, his, his problem was not to overcome the storm. His problem was to stay focused on the one who was in control of it. And in this situation, Situation. Many a times we can be distracted by the wind and the waves, but sometimes you got to learn how to fix your focus on Jesus amidst the storm so that you can stay walking on what everybody else is drowning in. Sometimes you got to keep your focus because looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, is sometimes the very thing that we have to do, that we cannot have so much screen time without prayer time that we cannot have so much time looking at the new at the news without getting into the good news that sometimes we got along learn to fix our focus and not just overcome it but sometimes you gotta learn how to outlive it and I come to let somebody know that you're going to outlive it that you're going to outlive every storm you're going to live out outlive everything wrong in this world that you're going to outlive it you shall live and you shall not die and you got to learn how to look at your storm and to say one of us is going to give up first. One of us is going to throw in the towel and it won't be me. Somebody say yes. Good God Almighty, that this thing won't take you out, that this time won't take you out, that, that this, this thing that we're experiencing in our country won't take you out, that racism won't take you out, that police brutality won't take you out. Somebody say outlive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to outlive it, but you got to stay focused if you're not going to lose your mind. That, that you have to see Jesus amid the chaos. You have to see, see Christ amid the chaos. Secondly, not only does Jairus see him, but secondly, he worships him. He worships Jesus. The text says in verse 22 that when he saw him, he fell at his feet. <laughs> that, that when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Y'all better come get me. In, in other words, he worshiped him. God help me. That Jairus is on the brink of losing his 12-year-old daughter. 
He's at the tipping point of losing his mind because he's exhausted all of his options and resources. His his energy level is, is near depletion because although his daughter is dying, a man still got to work and pay the bills. That, that he still got to work. So he's on the job stressed, try, trying to conduct service and to make sure it's conducive for worship and his daughter is dying. And that speaks to somebody's reality today that amid everything going on, you still got responsibilities. <laughs> That how in the world am I supposed to function with all of this going on in the world and, 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 and still work and still pay bills and still put food on the table and still take care of my house and still protect my house? How am I supposed to function and my daughter is dying? How, how am I supposed to carry on? And my brothers and sisters are still dying unjustly, seemingly every week. He's desperate for encouragement, and and his daughter is dying. He's coming to church in in need of relief, but but all he gets is nothing. He's, He's showing up physically, but he's absent emotionally and and, and mentally. He's fragile. Have you ever come to church? Have you ever even watched church online needing one thing, but you never didn't get it in return? He's living in a piece of him is, is dying simultaneously in the very place that is supposed to give him life is now pushing him closer to death. What do you do when seemingly nothing is working? Ah, Jairus shows us when things are not working, when, when stuff is, is going crazy, when, when it seems like hell and high water has come against you. Jairus, he gives us an answer right here in the text. In the text says, Jairus worshiped him. He fell at his feet. Ah, God. He lowered, hear me out, he lowered himself because you cannot get healed high. I'll say it one more time. He had to lower himself because you can't get healed high. That humility is the place of healing. And if you don't walk away with nothing else, please, please get this. Pride makes actors instead of patients. And patients get healed, but actors pretend that they are. Jesus says, I cannot heal you if you act like everything is already good. (laughs) Jesus says, I cannot work it out if you're acting like you got it all together. That sometimes when it comes to this walk with Christ, you got to learn to look at the God you serve and say, I'm not at my best. I'm frustrated. I'm disgusted. I'm tired. I'm angry. I'm I'm mixed with full of emotions. But you got to learn how to look at your creator. Come on unclothed before him and say what you really need to be said so that he can begin to mend whatever that is broken because God cannot heal what you fail to reveal. Ah, God. God cannot fix what you're unwilling to face, but if you feel like it, if you'll face it for a moment, God will fix it for a lifetime. That if you allow God to, if you face it for a moment, God will fix it for a lifetime. Somebody say, be real. Be real. 
We talk about in this culture of being real with each other, each other but sometimes you got to learn how to be real with God. God says don't try to hide. Don't try to, ch ch try to dress it up. No, tell me how you really feel. And, and when you tell me how you really feel in worship, worship, what it does, it begins to meet you where you at. God begins to, to meet you where you at, and it, it, it's like a healing balm applied to your soul. It, it doesn't always fix the situation, but it fixes you. <laughs> that, that in this time that I've, I've, I've pressed in deeper to prayer, in worship, and each and every time I've gone into prayer, each and every time I've gone into worship, I've always come out better. That some of us, what we need, we need a good old worship session. We, we need a good old prayer time. That Yeah, even though you can't get to church, you got to learn. Again, I said it last week, you got to learn how to build an altar right where, wherever you're at. You got to learn how to say, even with life going on, I may not can get to church, but I can bring church to me. I can build an altar right wherever I'm at. So if it's in the shower, worship. If it's in your car on the way to work, worship. If it's in your living room, worship. Where, wherever you, you can find a space and time, worship before the God that you serve because he can handle exactly what you're dealing with. My pastor said something so profound this week when we was talking. He was talking about uh, David journaling a lot of praise and, and worship songs and psalms, and that when we worship, it is an act of emptying our heart before God. It, this is an act of, of pouring our heart our heart out before God. And the Bible says that David had a pure heart. And he, and he let me know something. He said the reason why David had such a pure heart is because David had an empty heart. <laughs> that he stayed pouring his heart out before a God who was not afraid of his feelings. So we give our feelings to Facebook, and we give our feelings over to Twitter, and we, we give our feelings and post our feelings on Instagram. But can I ask you, have you gave God your feelings? Because not only does he want them, he expects them. Jairus, he worshiped Jesus. Not only did he, he see Jesus, not only... Did he worship Jesus, but, but he kept following Jesus. <laughs> Verse 35 said, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. While he's on his way for Jesus to heal his daughter, he gets news that his daughter is dead. <laughs> and even his followers, Jesus' followers, discourage Jesus and say, there's no reason for you to even go to the house anymore because she's dead. 
And Jairus, he has to make up his mind that even when he gets the bad news, even when it seemingly isn't going to work out, even when things have just gone from bad to worse, I'm going to follow Jesus. Have you ever gone through life and it seemed like you took one step forward and got two steps, not back? (laughs) Have you ever gone through life where it seemed like the minute you made a little bit of progress is the minute you begin to digress another minute? And this is exactly what Jairus is feeling. He's saying, I'm finally making progress. I'm finally making headway. And if it ain't one thing, it's another. And he's at a point where he receives some bad news. He's at a point where things go from bad to worse. And as we are in this culture and as we're in this time, we're constantly getting news. We're constantly getting bad news. And we're not only seeing the ramifications of George Floyd, but we're seeing continued heightened police brutality through images of protesters, peaceful protesters still being treated unjustly. It's seemingly not getting any better and here it is he does not make a decision to stop following him Jesus says I know it just went from bad to worse but even in it going from bad to worse I still want you to follow me I don't want you to follow your emotions I don't want you to follow the naysayers I don't want you to follow the voices of others I don't want you to follow follow the opinions of others I want you to follow me and here it is what we have to learn have to do as believers we have to learn how to follow Jesus even in inconvenience We have to learn how to follow him even when it's not comfortable. That this Christianity that we we have, that this name Jesus that we bear, it is not an accessory. It is not like something we put on like a watch and put on and throw off. No, this is something we wear at all times through the good, through the bad, through the highs, through the lows, through the ups and through the downs. Are you a convenient Christian or are you still going to follow Jesus even when it seems like things are not working. Come on and talk to me somebody. Are you going to learn how to follow him even when stuff is not going the way you think that they should go? Can you follow Jesus even when you got a reason to doubt? Even when you got a reason to be frustrated? Even when you got a reason to have questions? Can you follow him? And that's what exactly what he he instructs Jairus to do, follow me. That Jairus, he could have said, no, Jesus, stay where you at. We good. Ain't nothing you can do. But he followed him, even when he heard the news. Even when he, he, he got the wind of the situation that he was wanting to get better, and it went worse. Are, are you going to follow him? Are, are, you, are you going to be a Christian of the Bible or the Christian that you created? Are you going to to like Christ but not be Christ-like? Are you going to follow him? Jairus makes a decision. I'm going to keep following him. And lastly, I see in this text something that if we're going to not lose our mind, we got to learn how to hold it down. Somebody say hold it down. P.O.P. Hold it down. (laughs) Verse number 40 says, 
and they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. That when I read this text, I was somewhat shocked at the mention of the mother. I mean, she's not even mentioned in the verses before in none of the Gospels. That while her husband is going to Jesus, she's at home holding it down. <laughs> that even with the ambiguity in not knowing if her husband will be successful at getting Jesus to come, she's still at home holding it down. That when things went from bad to worse, she still held it down. And I think this woman is a picture of what you and I ought to do when, when we're on the brink of losing our mind. When things go from bad to worse, we have to learn how to keep holding it down. And I come to encourage somebody this morning that no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, you keep holding it down. You keep holding it down. Watch this until Jesus shows up. <laughs> that I don't know when he shows up, but even if he don't show up today, that means I'm one day closer to him showing up in my life. I don't know when change is going to come. I don't know when policies are going to change. I don't know when the government is going to do what they do, but even if they don't do what they're supposed to do, I'm going to continue to do what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to hold it down. Why don't you encourage somebody in the chat and say hold it down hold it down hold it down hold it down yo you continue to hold down your family you continue to hold down those finances you continue to hold down your faith you continue to hold down those children you continue to hold down your ministry you continue to hold down that community hold it down don't let nothing stop you from holding it down and as long as you're holding it down you gotta remember that Jesus is on the way I come to let somebody know that Jesus at some point in time he's going to move that Jesus at some point in time he's going to make a way hold it down somebody say hold it down don't get dis discouraged don't don't feel the don't feel and throw in the towel because you're tired and frustrated but you got to learn how to continue to hold it down even when it's seemingly it's coming apart. You got to make up in your mind, I'm going to hold it down. And I've come to talk to some people who are tired. I'm tired too. Come to talk to some people who are frustrated because you've seen this time and time again. It seems like no matter what you do, it's still not enough. It's still not enough. I, I was just talking to my wife the other day that it's so unfortunate that even now when a police officer pulls up behind me, I start to get anxious that, that I'm, I'm ready already, and especially in this climate, I'm ready to pull out my phone and start recording on every encounter now. That I am a, I'm a black man I'm a pastor, an outstanding citizen in my community. I'm educated. 
I ain't got just one degree. I got two degrees. I ain't got no warrants. And there was a time where I would ride dirty, but this ain't the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have nothing that should make me nervous. But the very thing that made me nervous was the fact that I'm still a black man. And I don't know how they're going to respond to the color of my skin, despite everything that I've accumulated, despite the degrees, despite the character that I've, the reputation that I've created in this community, even with all of that, it's still not enough. And, and thinking about that make, will make one lose their mind. But even if things don't change, which I believe they're changing even now, you gotta learn how to hold it down. And I wanna, I wanna pray for somebody who's barely hanging it on. Who's, who's barely holding it down. You, you, you're trying to keep everything together and you can't even keep yourself together. I want, I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for those who, who are tired, for those who are growing weary. Father, I pray Galatians 6 and 9 over their life that even in growing weary, that they will not faint, that they will not give up, that they will not give up on their purpose, that they will not give up, 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 up on their assignment, that they will not give up on what you've given them to do. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will give them the strength they need for this life, that you will give them grace to continue doing life effectively parenting to being a spouse to to going to school to to managing the job and the responsibilities that we have father that you will give them what they need because father more than anything we need you god we need you our, our country needs you our, our our state needs you our our city needs you our our community needs you and father we need you father Father, that if we're going to thrive, we, 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 we need your participation. So, Father, I pray, Lord, that we will see you. That we will see Christ amid the chaos. That, Father, not only will we see you, but that we will worship you. That we will take the time out. Not to be on our phones and, and, uh, and, and to screen time, but, Lord, that we will tap into our prayer time. That not only would we worship you father but that we might follow you that we don't subscribe to convenient christianity and and go with you whenever things are going right but even in things not going well we will follow you and that as a result father that you will give them the strength and you will give them the grace to hold it down until you show up in jesus name amen Man, that was an awesome word. We hope you were Somebody blessed say, today. Hold it down, hold it down, and if hold you it were, down, hold it down. here's your opportunity to partner with our ministry by I'm ways of it. giving. We have two different ways for you to give. First way, it's via Cash App, dollar sign Heavenly Gospel. Again, via Cash App, dollar sign Heavenly Gospel. Or you can go to our website 
hglovespeople.com and press the give button. Thank you so much for your partnership and your love. And we hope you have a great day.